Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 83 of this season looking at spiritual habits. Today, we are looking at one, I'm going to break out my Latin, <laughs> Lectio Divina, which yes. is a more specific way, specific method for meditating on scripture. We're following up on last week's episode. Yeah. So Lectio Divina is where we are headed. I love, I love this. Uh, I love this habit because it will, we'll talk about the, one of the reasons why I love it, but let me ask a question. Okay. Uh, all of these questions seem to be very, very revealing about our lives. You know, it's interesting. My wife says sometimes like, I didn't know what uh, that my about family you. members have said that too. <laughs> All right. So here's a question. Are you a fast or a slow eater? Do you, how, how long or how many times do you chew your food? Um, you know, the, the, the health all the health professionals say chew your food 32 times and so it may digest faster. Okay, I have and that no idea how many times <laughs> I chew, but I'm definitely on the sh- uh, lesser number side okay. of things because I am a fast eater. I try to be more aware of that, but very often, like at a restaurant with other people, I am, well, I'm cruising along and then realize, oh, I'm much further along than everybody else. So I got to stretch this out so I don't look. So, or yeah, I mean, the poor waiter has to refill my water glass so many times because I'm just slugging it down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think any, any good food for me, I'm pretty much a fast eater as well. I, I try to be a little bit more conscious and um, I try to do the whole 32 times and it just, it, like it is actually so, count? I ca- I'll have to try that. Periodically. And it's, it, it, that has it to is be so, so many. It, it's like, it makes no sense after a while. It feels like I'm eating baby food and I yeah. suppose that's the reason, right? So it can yes. digest a little yes. bit faster. Okay. And, but, but, um, but th- we're not here to talk about how many times we chew and, how if we're fast eaters or slow eaters, but it does have a lot to do with um, this particular habit, Lectio mm-hmm. Divina. And so Lectio Divina is just simply, it is the, if again, as you mentioned, it's Latin and it really means divine reading. It is um, really kind of a hearing of scripture. It is a slowed down way of growing to love scripture. It really, it's about this creating intimacy with God through chewing the food of the word of God slowly. Mm -hmm. It is not like, okay, got my verse for today and I'm out. It really, it's a slowing down and letting the word of God speak, letting God speak to us through, uh, through his word. Jesus says, man, don't, man doesn't live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the proceed or comes from the mouth of God. So this is this food for us. This is the spirit uh, uh, interacting with the word and the spirit and the word interacting with our own spirit as we read it. And as we, again, develop a deeper devotion uh, to God. So this is what some scholars call devotional reading. So we have reading for Bible study Mm -hmm. and for information and then we have reading of the scriptures for devotion and food, uh, a deeper commitment and relationship with God. So that's kind of what this Lectio Divina is. And uh, I love this because it forces me to slow down and pay attention 
and see what God has for me mm-hmm. for today. What is he cooking up in the kitchen? Yes. Okay. I And I think that is... Um, an important contrast to point out, I've heard somebody say there are Bible study methods yep, yep. and then there are Bible engagement methods. And this would fall in the engagement. Absolutely. It is for yep. growing your relationship with God. The Bible study might be uh, more informational. For sure, that has a place. Like we yep. we need to know what God says, his guidelines. It's it's helpful to even understand the frame of the story. There is some informational reading that, that is greatly beneficial. And it's also important to have both. So times when we are engaging in his word, growing in a relationship with him through this, um, devotional reading. Yeah. Um, this is, this is, um, it, this has a subjectivity to it. This is a spirit guided, spirit led, um, kind of exercise and habit. And yet there's a caveat. There's a, a, a slight warning that we have to um, attach to this. And that is being able to read the passage in, read the passage in context or the context of the passage is really, really important. And the, so this is the reason why engaging the spirit of God, he wrote the Bible, so he's not going to lead us down a path that tells us to do something that is opposite of the character and nature of God. So that's the reason slowing down enough and praying and listening and reflecting uh, on what the Spirit might be saying mm-hmm. uh, in a particular passage. So we just want to give that that warning, even as you use this particular habit, yeah. uh, not to take a particular passage out of context. And I believe the the Spirit will guard us from that. But by the same token, we want to be aware of it as well. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Not every Bible character is meant to be emulated. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. From previous exactly. seasons, we, there were lots of them that made lots of mistakes. Or even the uh, the verse we mentioned in the first episode of this uh, season, be perfect as my heavenly yeah. pa- Father is perfect. Like taking that in isolation could result in fear, shame, and guilt. Absolutely. And, and that's not what God calls them. Absolutely. So to your point, yeah. yes. There, there is value in both. And when we are engaging in these Bible engagement methods, we also need to be aware of the context Absolutely. of a passage. So, so. so with that said, yeah. um, Lectio Divina, uh, again, divine reading. It is this devotional reading. And there are basically five steps to it, which, um, which we're going to get to where we see this in scripture because we're going to go back to a passage we were in not too long ago. Um, but but we want to at least give you the at least um, the four steps to Lectio Divina and talking about what it is. Yeah. Um, so the the first um, the first is silence, and that is really just coming uh, into God's presence, slowing down, uh, being quiet, relaxing, taking deep breaths, recognizing that we are in the presence of God. And we practice it to at least two minutes. Some people go a little bit longer with our daily office. It's two minutes, two minutes of just being quiet before God. So that's the first step in Lectio Divina. And can I insert something about that? Because some people may be thinking right now, there is, I have toddlers, there is never silence in my heart. Or, well, maybe not in my heart, in my world is what I actually meant to say. Both, right? Both. But we are talking about getting silent in your yeah, heart because, yeah. yeah, that may be your, your reality, your yeah, stage yeah. of life where to even get two silent moments, unless you're setting an alarm in the middle of the night and that doesn't, and then whatever. I had a, a, 
a friend who's in, she has four young kids and she um, was wanting to practice this and realized just this silence and realized she was in the carpool line at pickup to pick up her elementary age kids, has the toddler and the baby in the back. And, you know, they're singing Itsy Bitsy Spider, but she realized, actually, they are engaged in their own thing. I can be silent before God, yeah. even if my surroundings are not zero sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and she really did experience that. Um, and that was encouraging to her. Like, hey, here is a point where I am paused, like just sitting in that carpool line waiting yeah. to move forward. She could quiet her heart enough to experience silence, even if Itsy Bitsy Spider was going in the background. So yeah, yeah. I, I, just insert that. I up. love that. And I, I appreciate you drawing me, drawing, drawing that out because I, I'm not thinking in that way, but you're thinking of the um, the mom who can't you know who who have you know who who has the toddlers you're thinking of other individuals that where the you know the, the there's so much anxiety around them whether it's with children or whether it's with other things but this particular example with children I think is really important so silence yes. is the first step and then the second step once we get silent before God is 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 reading picking a passage of scripture and beginning to read the passage slowly. This is not reading through it quickly. This is noticing every word. This is lingering over a word or a phrase. This is turning that phrase over again. It is um, letting that word or phrase find a lodging uh, in your heart. So it truly is slowing down and saying, asking the Holy Spirit, to say, show me a word, show me a phrase that's intersecting with my life right now. And the Spirit is, is again, He is so faithful to actually show us that word, that phrase, that um, that will be our food, you know, for that time or for the day. Uh, anything else about the reading part? That, no, that's okay. Great. What's the third? Uh, a third. Then one? the third is meditate. Okay. Um, and this is reading it a second time. Yep reading it a third time, even reading it out loud. Very good. There is something to not just seeing it with your eyeballs, but hearing it with your ear that something else might um, stand out. Or you might see a connection that you didn't see before or a variety of ways that God uses that. Just that slow reading a second time and even a third time to dig in deeper, to notice something else that God wants to reveal to you through that reading. Yeah. And then the, the, you know, the importance of that, you're, you're now beginning to see the importance of that word or that phrase mm -hmm. to you and to your life personally, um, in, in this phase of Lectio Divina. And then there is the, um, um, the fourth step, once you have been silent and once you've read and you've kind of locked onto a phrase, you begin to see the importance of that phrase now you are praying that phrase or that word back to God. It is this personal, um, deep dialogue and commitment and conversation with God. Again, it's not a wrong way or right way to do it. It truly is. This is a recognition of God speaking to you through this word, to this through this phrase, and now you're offering it back to God. God, how do you want to show up with this word, this phrase in my life? What do you want me to do as a result of um, this? Wh where do I feel this phrase or this word having the deepest impact in my life right now? Mm -hmm. And and truly, there's this this 
active um, word in growing in us as we read it uh, a little bit more. And then finally, the last one is what? Yeah, is contemplate. So you just allow some time, you know, don't rush out of it. Allow some time to continue to process, to think, to consider with the Lord what it is that he's revealing to you. It's even just taking that time to let God work in you. I can be quick to be like, okay, and here's my application and I'm ready to move <laughs> right, on and right. do the thing. Right. But it is just resting, even in that God doesn't, um, back to that performance idea. It's not something we, okay, and so now here's my action point to please God. But what is God doing in me? And out of that, how can I show his love grow in my understanding of him, sharing that with others. Yeah. So that yeah. contemplate is Absolutely. that last step. Love it. Love it. And again, where is this found in scripture? You're not going to find Lectio Divina in right. the Bible, but you will find traces of meditation and slowing down. One we've already covered in Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2. And we, we can we can highlight, um, again, the word meditate again, again, slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, reading uh, the passage, letting it go deeper into our hearts. And uh, but there's a new passage that mm -hmm. that we want to raise. And you can refer back to the other episodes with the Psalm passage. But this other passage, Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. Um, what is what does that say? It says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I, love, I love that because Lectio Divina is really truly about the word of God being active and and living. Mm -hmm. So this is not a stale book. This is not something, it, it is an ancient book, but the spirit makes it alive and makes it relevant right now, today. The mother who is in the line with her toddlers picking yep. up kids, you know, the lawyer who, who, the attorney who goes into the courtroom getting ready to try a case, the doctor who is going into surgery or consulting with individuals, the factory worker, factory worker who is putting together widgets or screws or what have you. It truly is living and active in every aspect of our lives. And so, 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 so that it's, it truly is fresh food yeah. right out of the oven yeah. and not, you know, not stale food that's molding and that sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I love this passage because of the nature of it's, it's a present right now, um, activity of the word of God in mm -hmm. our lives. And that phrase of discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, I think that happens when we slow down yeah. and savor those words yeah. and and not just read it, comprehend it. Yeah. Uh, but we are letting it sink in. And that I mean, a two-edged sword that's pretty sharp that sounds yeah. a little yeah, painful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is for our benefit and for our blessing, for us to be continued to grow um, in our journey with Jesus when we allow God's word to 
expose <laughs> the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Yeah, yeah. That happens when we slow down enough and, and using this method is a powerful way to do that. Yeah. And, and again, we, we, the, some of the benefits we, I think we kind of integrated in some of the benefits as we've been talking about yeah. it. Um, I think God gives us guidance um, in the course of a day when we, uh, not just the course of a day, but even some things we need to do as a result of the word um, kind of burrowing down in our hearts. Maybe it's sin to confess. Maybe it's a conversation to have, or um, I think God gives us guidance through through his word. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we get a chance to hear from God. I mean, we, we truly get a chance to hear the spirit of God speak through the word um, to us so that our relationship with God seems not seems, but it is real. It's yeah. a real relationship, yeah. right? It's not, it's not fictitious. It's not myth. Like I think sometimes we don't know, is it real or is it, um, is, is it, is it, is it, is this a real relationship? Mm-hmm. But when we hear him speak to us in some areas of our lives and the word intersects, it truly says, no, the relationship with God is, is really real. Mm-hmm. Any, any other benefits and, that you, and also that the, the reading the Bible is interactive. Yeah, yeah. It's not just us, again, reading, comprehending, like another book, a novel that we might be reading. It is interactive. It is changing us. It's speaking to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's an interactive experience. Yeah, whole lot, of, whole lot of benefits. Again, we would, again, invite you to walk through. We, we're going to put the... PDF of those five, um, those five movements of Lectio Divina on in the show notes. So you can, uh, so you can actually practice it. Yep. Uh, but we did want to talk about a how, um, we, we actually did Lectio Divina prior to, um, preparation for this episode. Exactly. I did it personally. You did it personally. And, um, and on the same passage, on the same passage. Very good. So let's talk about some of the your experiences with okay. the passage. So we did Luke 7, yep. verses 11 to 17. Um, it's a healing story of Jesus yep. where he raises um, a widow's son to life. Basic yep. comprehension level of that story. Yep. Um, so I did do this where I did the silent step, did the um, the reading step. I did read it first just in the Bible. And the phrase, actually, I'm going to turn to it. The phrase that jumped out to me uh, first was, this was not the Bible I was using, but here we go. Okay. Um, that there was a great crowd with Jesus. Yeah. And then I think it was on the second time reading it aloud, I noticed, oh, there was a considerable crowd <laughs> with a widow. And so I hadn't even gotten, I mean, that's not even before the healing part stuff, right, but, right. but that is what jumped out at me was that there's a great crowd with Jesus. There's a considerable crowd with her. And so I did just start thinking about, okay, what, what's the significance of that? Um, and I did think amidst this crowd meeting a crowd, hmm. there was a personal encounter between Jesus yeah. and this woman. Yeah. Like it was not just a sea of faces. I mean, you can picture, I mean, I was, I was picturing, you know, a big crowd of people and you could easily see how it just becomes a mismatch of, but instead Jesus specifically has a conversation with her, um, interacts with her. And then as I read it again, 
you know, and starting to think, okay, what can this mean for me? I thought, I saw, you know, he was not too busy for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. She wasn't, and on her side, she was not too distracted yeah. to tune into him. Yeah. And thinking like, yeah, that can be me. I mean, we even told stories like that in the last few episodes of, it can be very easy to get stuck in our own circumstance. And I, I, I should use I, <laughs> I can do that. And just, um, Future, you know, trying to the problem solving. How do I figure this? How how do I figure this out? And that was my challenge. And I thought that that was what the Lord, why this crowd idea jumped out at to yeah, me because yeah. I thought I I can I get to have a personal encounter with Jesus amidst this wow. crowded yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I need to step into that and yeah. not get so caught up in the crowd or the circumstance that I miss out on that personal yeah. interaction. So that so, was, so that was food for you today. It was, it and, totally was. And I, I love, I love that. Um, and, and you know, the flip side of that, I, I did the same thing. That's, I was silent. Tanya called me while I was silent. And so <laughs> I had to start all over again. And, uh, and so, um, so silent, read it once, read it again, and then read it again. And there were a number of phrases, but the one phrase that really stood out to me was that when the people said, God has visited us today. Mm. So, so life meeting death and the people's response is God has visited us today. And, um, and so as I read it and, and let it kind of find a lodging is, is what, um, where do I want God to visit me today? And are there places where the life of God needs to meet the death of some things in my life mm. so that it is really the manifestation of God visiting? So I started thinking about a number of relationships that I have, uh, I think I have kind of let wither, that I've not made the connections with individuals that I, uh, that I desire to. Um, I've let, I've let months go past without, um, making the conversations. And I don't think there's anything wrong. I was kind of checking my heart. I don't think there's anything wrong, but because of the, the lack of conversation, the lack of communication, it feels like the relationship or the fellowship of the relationship is kind of dying on the vine. Mm. So, so my, 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 as I, as I contemplated and prayed about it, there are at least two to three relationships that I, I actually need to, to reach out and let life, um, kind of infuse life into that relationship again. So I can say, no, God, God has visited us. And so that was one area, but then I started thinking about, um, our, our church and, and how I desire so much for God to visit us, hmm. uh, where life meets death, where we see people coming to know Jesus, where people are growing and where there can be this loud sound, one voice, God has visited us and we can see it and we can feel it and we can touch it. Like Jesus touches the coffin. It is life touching death. And um, so that was, that was food for me today. It's like, these are relationships that are kind of, I feel like are withering that I need to have conversations with individuals, but also the places where we might feel like there's not so much life, 
we want the visitation of God to yeah. uh, come. And so, so that was that. That's the practice of lect- lectio divina. And um, and again, wish we had a lot of lot more time to talk about some of the things we experienced in it. But that was just our little experience with lectio divina. And that example does show the. Um, personal interaction with the Bible. Absolutely. I mean, we read the same passage yeah. and had two very different highlights yeah. and applications. Yeah. Um, just showing that. And it's where God God intersects where we are at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how he shows up um, in, in our lives. But again, it's a slowing down. If we had rushed through it, we would not have gotten that. It would have been like, oh, it's a nice story. Mm-hmm. But because we slow down enough, um, and allowed the Spirit of God to actually talk to us. Um, those words burrowed into our hearts, those phrases. And that's how God revealed himself to us in in those moments. And I'm quite sure a week from now, uh, two weeks from now, we could read the same passage yep. and see something and totally something different. different. So, And that's the beauty of Lectio Divina, is that the Spirit is always speaking. God is always speaking uh, to his people. Yeah. Yeah. So... The challenge for this week is to try this spiritual habit, this method of Lectio Divina. Um, As Marvin said earlier, you can download a PDF from the show notes that will have those steps so you don't have to be furiously taking notes or listen back to what we said. You can have that there right in front of you. And uh, also, I'm going to give a little second challenge to share that with someone else. We always want to encourage you to have spiritual conversations with others. Maybe you both, like Marvin and I, read the same passage and see what God reveals. Maybe you just share with uh, someone else what you learned through your experience with Lectio Divina. It could be really fun. It could be. And we would love to hear about it. Um, Have a great week. We will check in with you next time.